0: The city. It is this sprawling, massive place, miles and miles across. Been here as long as anyone can remember. Nobles play their power games, guilds maneuver for money and influence. Dark things emerge from the shadows to hunt. And the lamplighters take everything in while keeping the darkness at bay. The thing I always wonder is why. Why do these lamplighters keep the darkness back? What investment do they have in Avalon? Streets of Avalon, an urban RPG setting by Brett Blazinski for the world's most popular role playing game. Ask for it at your friendly local game store or head over to gamingnbs.com forward slash streets. Gaming NBS episode 353 being recorded Monday, August, 2021. (laughs) Welcome to Gaming NBS, the Tabletop RPG Podcast. I'm the one fixing the technical problems.
1: I'm the guy making all the noise. Glad to have everybody here. <laughs> How you doing, Sean?
0: <laughs> you know, that. Uh, you know I was worried because I'm like, ah, I'm going to be late. And no, that's then right. when you're late, shit hits the
1: fan. Well, that's when everything piles up. It doesn't pile up. When you're like, ah, I got hours. Right. Yeah, got hours to fix this shit. No, you're like, oh, I got five minutes. Oh, fuck. That's when everything goes wrong.
0: Right. Of course.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah, that's good times. Just
1: like at work. We don't have Wi-Fi problems on the fourth floor until it's executive board meeting week. Worked fine yesterday. (laughs) Worked fine last week. But today, I can't seem to log into the... Fix that. Do this thing. Get that. Just dumb. (sighs) What are you going to do? So, Sean, how the hell are you? Any gaming in since we talked last?
0: I did not... Trying to think because my weeks get
1: weird. Um, well, with all the mescaline you do. Right. No, I'm kidding. Of no, I'm kidding. Kidding. I
0: played Cyberpunk after we recorded the last one.
1: I was gonna say, I thought you did. I seem to remember some tweets. Yes. So that
0: was good. Uh it's getting a little kooky. We're at a concert. I tweeted some of it. We were at a, we were putting on, we were Battle of the Bands, four bands. Right. We were one of them. Yeah. One of the, there's like some strife in another band might be to. It is It is the new red edition. It's uh yeah, something going on. Like one of the, ga- one of the guys in the other band thinks like somebody, their agents out to sabotage them or their, their talent agent.
1: It's okay. I don't know. It's,
0: it's get It's getting nuts, man. Are you having fun though? Yeah, it's fun. Awesome. times. that's all yeah. matters.
1: That's all yeah. matters. Because it's getting it's getting nuts. Uh, like you having fun? No, like I don't know what the fuck is going on. Kind of thing. There's there's no, different. Let's see. I had <clears throat> ran my frat realms first edition for my kids. That was a lot of fun. Um, they figured out they found a <clears throat> a tree ant in the desert. We've been planted ages ago and figured out some riddles. Killed some, killed a couple of mummies. So they're doing really well. Playing very very smart having a really good time with it and then i ran my first edition greyhawk game on on tuesday and saturday um so i ran tuesday kind of got the guys did a lot of deep diving into the great city of gorna in the um uh grand duchy of jeff because it's about to be under siege by giants then they figured out oh my gosh it's it's the valley of the mage someone from the valley of mage is doing this. Oh, it's the it's the grand duke's new wife oh it's Oh my god, it's the Grand Duke. He's possessed. Oh, he's possessed. Yes, yeah, so what we have to do. So at some point, they actually decide they're gonna get a pig. This is a real plan, people. They get a piglet, a small pig. Like, here's what we're gonna do we're gonna have them, we're gonna um Alpha's druid, who's old, they call him Geezer. So Geezer is gonna get this little pig. He befriends the pig, brings it over. So they take this ring that they think the evil that focuses where the evil spirit uh, um possesses in a Try to like put it on the pig's tail. Well, the pig ends up eating it. So, like, oh, well, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Fine. We got the pig. It's great. So, they set up the room. They got the Duke's private guard involved. He's like, okay, cool. Says, you know, Cassius. He's like, okay, I got it. Hey, yeah, this is bad. We got to fix this. Turns out it's a Rakshasa. It's not, it's that type of evil spirit. So, like, I flash up the picture on the TV in my game room and they see the tiger headed person, I'm like, holy fuck. And it was, it's not good. Because if you're not ready for it in first edition, like weapons less than plus three do half damage. Non-magical weapons, no damage. Eighth level spells are higher, only affect it type of thing. But they ended up beating it. So they ended up beating it. And in the middle of the fight, well, they're deciding things are going crazy and going because the pig is running around and they think that's hilarious. Later on, they're like, okay, they killed it. That's great. They forgot the ring was in the pig. So suddenly, magic missiles come launching out. They hear this horrible squealing and they turn and there's a demonic pig. Like, god damn it. They pounced on it and then one round they flattened it, so it was like, "Oh, thank God, we got that thing taken care of." It was, uh, it was funny. <laughs> oh, that comes across as as funny as it was when you were there, but th- just these hardened adventurers trying to chase around uh, a pig, maybe the size of like a dachshund or something, just squealing and running around and blasting the shit out of them. But they played really smart. They they enjoy planning stuff, You're gathering all the details. What do we do with these details? We think this is the answer. We're going to do this, 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 and this and go after it. And it was a lot of fun. So they ended up figuring that out. Save the actual Duke himself, who had been imprisoned. Go out into the plains. They kill the lead frost giant, his winter wolf, and the drow wizard who had been helping them. And it's broad daylight, so the drow has encased himself in a magical darkness so he could operate easily and you know help the giants out. So they flatten him, destroy everything. In the process, the other giant's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Things start to devolve into chaos. They loot the, the drow real quick and then fly off on the giant eagles, which are friends of theirs. Okay, great. They get back, sit down. All right, let's go through the loot. They end up with a wand of wonder, which was the drow wizard's last resort. He was, I was just about to use it. Didn't get a chance to before they gagged him. And then he has a deck of many things on him. And things went bad from there. <laughs> As they how, do. Many can, how many times can we draw? Up to four per, times per person per deck. So each of you only gets a maximum of four draws per deck. Does it go away? What happens? When's the last time you encountered a deck? Oh, yeah, good point. All right, I roll this. Oh, I flipped this card. Oh, that's good. Oh, I get 50,000 experience points. Fuck yeah. Wow, look at me rock up the. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Don john Son of a bitch. Imprisonment. Damn it. That one goes back in the deck. I shuffled up again. I'm like, oh, what, what, what happened? Deck's still here, guys. Oh, crap. Okay, I'll pick again. Donjon. Son of a bitch! Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Three guys end up in the Donjon. That's the way I'm doing my deck. And it was, so they got to call the morden Kanan. they're like, look, uh, can you help us out here? And he's like, okay, fine. I can solve this problem for you. But two things. One, you owe me like a quest. I've got a, do- I got a job, a very serious job I need you to do over in the Duchy of Ernst. So you're going, you know, in the middle of the continent. you taking you out of here and two you keep fucking with that deck I'm not helping you anymore alright fine so they get back what do you want to do we draw again <laughs> his, his character ended up all of his magic items were stripped away he lost like, I think he, he didn't lose a level but he lost all of his magic items he lost like one or two points off his intelligence so he's down to single digits <laughs> he just he had the worst fucking luck just terrible terrible Ah. Well, they all completed their draws, and now they have a deck. So they're trying to figure out what to do with it.
0: So what, do the, you, uh... what do you What do with a deck of many things?
1: Well, once it's been used, it didn't disappear on them, so they still have it. Sure. And they're trying to decide, what's it worth? Can we sell this to somebody? I'm like, you probably could. You could find some wizard or somebody who wants to research it or buy it off you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So they're not quite sure what to do. But they're on to the next phase of the adventure, so it's pretty cool. I haven't had a deck of many things in a long, long time. It was a blast. It was a lot of fun.
0: Fantastic, man.
1: Those poor bastards. <laughs> I knew they couldn't. They could not not do it. It's like putting, you know, bacon in front of your dog and saying, now, just I'm going to turn my back. I'll be back in an hour. Don't you eat that. <laughs> the Dogs going to eat the bacon, man. That's exactly what it was like. So it was fun. Uh, other than that, nothing else. That's about it. You that's good? A, Ready to move on? Play.
0: Yeah, it's I the it. announcements. Game
1: whole Yeah, what do we got here? Game whole I've got I've got 3 games. You've got how many in so far? 2. I'm
0: going to add uh Delta Green I think on uh Saturday nice. and I think I'm going to have that as a ongoing event every year and that people can use the same characters that they created the year prior.
1: Oh, that could be fun.
0: So it'll be a continuation, but it won't be where you have had to been at the prior one or two and I might run it maybe two sessions per con. So that way I could get maybe five, eight to 10 people through. Could be fun. So I'm going to probably make up my own thing for that. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. So I think that might be the number three or four for me. I just don't know when during the day to slot it in like i don't know if i go early leave my nights free get into the evening
1: i don't know yeah it's hard so, to tell
0: we have so, 10
1: i was just total. gonna say oh that's nice
0: 10 events total Fair. under our banner yet i think <laughs> Kwall wall troopers four of them <laughs> he's like dcc and a couple uh, a few other like and they're different games they're not all the same
1: game What's Jim, he running like four hours or something? Something crazy. Fifteen or fifteen hours? Fifteen hours. 15 four hours games in about fifteen hours. You crazy bugger, you. Yeah, I
0: think I think if he bumps it up an hour, he gets a free badge. Good. I don't, I don't know if good. he's aware of that. Um, Jim Fitzpatrick's running sign, and then I think Laramie has submitted a couple who who has he probably hasn't had his approved yet. So I think he just submitted them this past weekend, and then whoever else is
1: going to throw in. Yeah, that. Check out gameholecon.com for the timeline of different events and so forth. Yeah. And all that good stuff. So Sean <sighs> and I are also keeping our eyes on um, the the news because the news could change things, right? If, um, if suddenly there's like, oh, my God, the Delta variant or the Uber Ninja Delta variant of COVID-19, everybody has to wear masks or I, I don't know what will happen. I know large events like this are. You know, watching the same news everybody else is, and trying to figure out what's going to happen and so forth. But at this point, everything's still on, still rocking and rolling. So, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. Yeah, It'll be a damn good time. Yeah. Anything else on announcements, Ben? No, that's all. I think I had. Let's go on to random encounter. Random encounter.
0: Segment <laughs> in the show where we feel voicemails, emails, comments from social media.
1: I'll let you start. I talked ready.
0: Thanks, Brett. That is not me. Why am I not there? Uh, There, that's me. (laughs) Isaiah comments on player feedback on our forums. Says the social contract stuff Sean mentioned in the episode covers our social behavior toward each other as well. What kind of jokes are okay? How to handle in real life arguments? What is acceptable or not? Regarding substances, what types, what topics are not okay in real life politics and religion or others. I don't tend to have these conversations with people at my table, but it may be worth the effort when doing a campaign to keep things constructive and fun. With the analysis paralysis, because somebody mentioned that there's the staller or somebody that takes too long. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I think Edwin mentions this a little bit. Um, With the analysis paralysis, I have a very long post. Please be patient. One is just to set a timer, and if the decision is not reached in time, either nothing changes, the spotlight moves to another player, or in the case of a party-wide paralysis, the GM gets the initiative with a random encounter, hazard, or some other nastiness. A flip side to that could be offering a benefit to making fast decisions, whether they work perfectly or not, getting a few XP for being decisive, or finding some loose gold because you decided to open the trap door without debating every possible outcome could be a way to encourage the opposite of analysis paralysis. I would say like some people give bonuses. Like if you can act like right away, here's you're going to get a plus one every time or plus two D and D anyway.
1: That's good stuff. We actually just as a, another quick aside here, we actually got into a uh, political debate slash friendly argument that got mildly heated at the, at the start of my Greyhawk game on Saturday. Oh really? Yeah. It was like a, um, one person thought it was a little more totalitarian. Somebody thought it was not so a libertarian perspective versus this perspective versus somebody who voted this way versus other people who think this stuff. And it was as it, usually what happens is I look over at alpha who's drinking a beer, looking at me going, ah, I see Brett's doing his job, policing the group. Everyone's paying attention. He's going to stop it about now. Oh, look at that. He stopped it. <laughs> I usually let him go for a while. Everybody gets along. I make sure it says their piece. I run it like a, like a corporate meeting at this point of contentious ideas. And, I call an end of the meeting and then we start the game. It's and like a commercial break. Like you're very much, you're yeah. just
0: like, it's probably about time. This ad ends.
1: Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. Cause we ended up uh, rolling back into it uh, throughout the game. We used like, there was like weird callbacks to the argument and everyone thought it was funny. We've, as I've said before, we've known each other for, you know, 20 plus years. So it's easy to say things that we don't all agree with, but nobody takes it like heated, angry, right. personal. You know, we, we, get, you know, passionate about things but we're not like hating each other after the fact anyway carry on sir uh
0: this approach can be used uh can use a real world timer um or just your judgment but communicating the penalty slash reward clearly is key in warhammer fantasy roleplay 3e there is a party tension meter which the dm can add to in cases when individuals are vacillating or the parties argue about what to do. There is some room on the meter before bad things happen, so folks have a chance to catch and correct their behavior. If they don't, then the party gets a collective penalty. It can help people realize that an imperfect action can be better than waiting for the perfect thing. I think you could do something similar with a Um, Blades in the Dark Clock, or just adding some counters to a pile, and when you have six counters, then something hits the PCs in a resource or their adversaries get a boost. And the flip side could be rewarding. The fast actions, quote, you guys blew through those rooms so fast, these orcs are still putting on their armor, and now they have an advantage, even if they got hit by that glyph of warding because they were being so decisive. I hope that is helpful.
1: I like that idea. The last piece, especially I do like, I should say the blades of the dark clock call it because as you were getting, as I was reading this the first time through, I'm like, Oh, this is like clocks. Oh, there. He said it. I didn't have to bring it up. The other piece <clears throat> that you went through, you bam, 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 crushed through the rooms. My buddy Lenny did this one when, when he ran um, return to the temple of Elemental Evil for us, we were being so efficient, blasting through certain rooms. Some of the bad guys just fled he, he, instead of making it kind of a room by room slog, You know, because we found a spot. We were blasting through these barracks rooms like wham, 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 wham. He's like, look, they they, they flee. (laughs) It's like they're not in the room. They heard you blow up the last three rooms. They're not fucking sticking around for this, man. That's cool. I like that. Good stuff, man. Who's up next? Edwin. He defends the staller. Hmm. I love getting caught up in what my fellow players are up to and think that the Energy that comes from the players being in the moment may be worth the pause while I step out of the, of the movie and figure out what my character needs to do. I envy a good, uh, I envy the skill good improv artists have that allows them to do both at the same time. Cheers, Edwin. P.S. One of my favorite secret doors I've written in a published adventure stems from a playtester's rolling well on a perception check while trapped in an unpleasant part of the dungeon. I frequently use checks to see if something exists rather than to see if the PCs find it because a secret door that isn't found may as well not exist. So two things, Edwin, that last piece, that's a fucking gold, man. That's wonderful. Um, And this goes to some of the, the feedback that, that the BSers have been sharing with me and other folks in the forums around the retcon episode. Um, There's been some really good, like, Hey, I think you're being too broad, Brett. I think it should look like this, maybe a little more narrow. And it's, it's good discussion. So I'm reading it going, huh? I think you guys, I, I think you, you folks have convinced me. I think I'm, was Using too broad a brush with that term, this makes more sense. I love that about our community. Good people, smart folks, right? And right here- I mean, here, at least they
0: try to keep you be. wrangled in.
1: Yeah, well, you, you've tried for six years. You're just looking. This is basically just Sean's cry for help. I've been talking <laughs> to this asshole for 10 years. You know, we're going <laughs> to start a podcast. Hopefully a group of people will stop him from going off the rails.
0: That's the motivation for fostering a community. Look, I'm going to need a hand with
1: this guy. Uh, I need help. I need help. I think the other thing that's interesting is the defending of the staller. I actually, when my guys were planning this last session, I absolutely see where Edwin's coming from. I loved walking over to the fridge, getting a beer, sitting down and listening to them plan. They were effective. A couple of them like, yeah, but what about an, oh, geez, oh, golly. You know, there was, there was some stalling going on, but watching that group interact and just how they did it it was fun it was fun to watch listen to them see what they're trying to do and think about man if they really do what they're saying is that going to work or not it gave me time to think through now that's a little different sometimes than the person who won't can't make a decision or that act of turtling we've talked about where people just refuse to do anything you know but in in the moment when the players are basically enacting their character in character discussing what to do next. That's kind of fun. It is. It is for me. So I absolutely get where Edwin's coming from there. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Over to you, sir.
0: Feeling good. Lewis comments on retcon. Retcon. I definitely spent a good amount of time searching my memory for specific instances that I felt the retcon was necessary in our games. I was having a hard time coming up with anything. Is it possible that every piece of, of lore I ever doled out was perfectly in step with the previously established story. Most likely not the case. Then I thought maybe the players or I didn't care much about continuity in our games. That doesn't make sense. I then left the topic alone for a few days. I think I figured it out. Most role playing is a continuous ebb and flow of info to the players and back to the GM. I don't consider it retcon ing. If the info lore hasn't entered the story yet, the things written in my notebook are ideas of what may possibly come to be. I'm not afraid to switch gears or cross out pages of my plan. My players regularly reprimand each other for verbally con- contemplating about what is in the next room or what is going to happen next. The shout of stop it. Don't give many ideas is music to my ears. Some of the twisted machinations they formulate in their minds are far worse for them. I mean, better tales to spin than what I've devised the night before. You know, half asleep at the table with my notebook and half-eaten package of Vienna Fingers. Ooh, Vienna <laughs> Vienna Fingers. Yummy. Nice. <laughs> uh, damn right I'm going to make their worst fears a reality. As for dealing with facts that may have changed in a story, most people don't walk around taking notes. They really rely on their memory to recall facts. If I refer to a blacksmith, they have met before as Charlie and no one recalls his original name of Dustin, no harm, no foul. But if a player immediately says, I thought his name was Dustin, I use the original name or make up a story. Why he said his name was Dustin originally. Lastly, if a player looks at his notes, 10 minutes later and recalls the name, I simply say, you must've been mistaken. Just like believing some fact in reality, but you find you are incorrect Definitely happening more often the older I get. I personally don't take great notes while busy weaving this story. That combined with my players giving NPCs and places nicknames within 15 seconds of hearing them. Such as Budris, the guard becomes buddy. The village of Dogatown, Dogeton becomes Doggy Town. Lara, soulforger, the paladin of Riddersoon becomes Nightgirl. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Other GMs may not have this issue as often as I. So if my solutions are considered retconning, then I'm guilty as charged. But, Your Honor, I swear, I thought his name was Funkin' Hottie Peaks. (laughs) Feeling good about retcons.
1: I was talking to my kids about retcons. And my daughter Alana looked at me. She goes, "So basically, retcons are just you gaslighting me that none of this was real." <laughs> I said, "Whoa, whoa, that's 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 not what I meant." <laughs> she she did it in jest, so she thought it was funny. Um, but I said, "Well, you do realize the difference." And she's thirteen and smart. She goes, "Yes, Dad, I do. I just thought it was funny to pick on you." I like this. This is one of the m- multiple um posts that landed out there where folks said, "Look, if it's n- if it hasn't hit the table." then it's not Laurie. It's nothing that you would retcon. And I thought back on it. My first reaction was, ah, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. And I thought back again, went, well, you dumb shit, Brett, you've often said, you know, the truth is at the table. If it's not out there, it's not true yet. So yeah, one, it would be hypocritical of me to ignore that clarification of what a retcon is. So I buy that, absolutely. And I think then it's easier to think about and easier to figure out what you are doing that particular tool with versus a different approach, You know, thinking of different things, improving and so forth. So I like it. I thought if nothing else, having a tighter definition for it, as I've learned through the forums, helps other folks, myself included, think about all the different storytelling tools and game master tools or player tools that we may or may not use to help us, you know, get the job done. So that was cool stuff. So thank you very much. I appreciate that feeling good, Lewis, and everybody else in the forums has been commenting. So it's been I read them all, and it's really good stuff. I, yeah. I appreciate it. I don't get through the Discord as often as I should because it's it changes rapidly, and depending on what's going on with my workday, by the end of the day, I'm like, what eight hundred posts? Hey, Jesus, I don't have time to go, sort through them all. But the forums are easier for me to go through. But anyway, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's see here. What else we got? Ah, a Comment from the YouTubes. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, that's this from, was pretty good. We usually yeah. don't get. I mean, we get very short, like good video, blah,
1: like but good video, you know, blah. Hate, hate that guy with the beard. What's wrong bro, with that guy's hair? Stuff like right,
0: right. Bromos. I liked what he. I like this. What he's. What he's gonna say here? Yeah,
1: he talks about RPG editions um i'm assuming he my apologies bromos um but when the lore uh, i like when the lore gets updated and moves forward like when 40k was stalled for over 30 years and is now moving forward with a lore sure it's expensive for publishers and fans Yet at the same time people are going out to buy new sh- new shoes before their other bear gets a hole in it but who cares i like that i actually like that connection same as buying new tabletop RPG editions. 5E is basically BX meshed with 4E rehashed and moving uh the Forgotten Realms lower forward, which is cool. I've been taking 5E inspiration to hack my own edition, combining OE, BX, AD and D, D, Two E, 35, 4E, and 5 together with some awesome ideas from OSR bloggers and ideas of my own, what I would like to dub three D and D Ultimate Edition. D&D i would the. like to dub the, yes. The D&D, I like it. D&D-U-E. Streamlined core rules, but still able to hex crawl, dungeon crawl, encumbrance, low magic, grittiness, hirelings, and horde stump. I like that, man. There's something really cool that Bromos mentions there with the whole... I know some people... I saw a post about Dragonlance, and somebody... Some uh, very grognardy, um, Aggressively, you, you changed it on me, how dare you, poster. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that was the tone I took. Seemed pretty upset that they changed some of the canon for Dragonlance, something about Tabaxi or something. I'm like, oh, interesting. I, I've, I've been paying very little attention to it. Um, Much like a lot of the stuff that changed with Forgotten Realms, I pay very little attention to because I still, I have enough of my own Forgotten Realms lore and my first edition, second edition stuff. I still haven't gone through it all yet. I have so much stuff, uh, published material on the shelf, things I've done myself or with my friends. I don't feel the need to uh, follow somebody else's continuity. But I could absolutely see, like, like he, like we mentioned here with the forty k, it was very much the same, the same, the same, the same, and then they finally advanced the storyline. That could be pretty cool. And the whole concept we've talked about before of um, uh, built um, built settings and all that stuff. And again, I'd be a hypocrite to say otherwise. I mean, I, I built Avalon, and sold it. It's a setting. If I advance the timeline on it at some point, say a new edition post this apocalyptical event, well, that's some people may be like, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit about that post-apocalyptical event Avalon. I still like my Avalon because it's what I've been doing. And I have my own idea of what the end of the world would be like. I don't need that idea. Totally legit. But uh, I like I like that kind of, I like that approach. I think that's pretty cool. You good there, man?
0: I am. I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, hey, is that, so that new edition you're going to come up with, is that D, D and do? It's D&D. <laughs> like, yeah, I got to brush up on the marketing piece and branding. But. <laughs> I so, like it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for everybody writing in and contributing. Yeah. Much appreciated. Whether you opted to write in or not on our forums, I just take it right off of there anyway. Everybody should know that. <clears throat> so anyways.
1: Put it in a public forum. It's your own damn fault.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's get into the main topic. What are we talking about tonight, Brett?
1: Well, this is something you and I have been dabbling, talking about off off the mics, or you've chatted on Saturdays about, and when you have the real show, because this is just your warm up for Saturdays. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um,
0: there is a there is but, a story, though, I got to share. Oh, with there you
1: is? Guys. Oh, well, have yeah, to, have to I, tell me. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Sean, I have often said, you know, well, the problems he's had with game gamers or game groups that I've had with certain gamers or game groups is that you and I take this hobby pretty seriously. And quite frankly, um, potentially, depending how we define ourselves, what we what we think is serious, more serious than some other folks do. Right. And I'm not just talking about like, hey, I buy a lot of stuff. Right. Because some people, go, holy fuck, you're really serious about collecting Acts because you have all of it. You're really serious about this thing because that's all you do. But there's a level of dedication that you and I put in to an event, um, whether it's a home game we're running for friends or for a, for a convention game. And I think sometimes there is a mount. There's a certain amount of slack that we need to that we need to give people both up and down the the seriousness ladder here. Because it doesn't. No, no, we don't. So Sean, no, screw those other people. What? They're weak and not even worth gaming. Take slack. their way. We might want to talk about giving some slack. We'll see what happens here. So Sean, I think th- when I say I'm a serious gamer, again, I don't want to say I. Uh, it's just that I have a lot of shit. Like, oh, I have a billion PDFs and 600 books. Oh my, oh my. Um. I know Alex Cammer's actually had this. Well, yeah, you have a big collection, but do you actually even play D and D he's had that question asked of him. I'm like, the guy plays every week. That's <laughs> forever. I mean, for God's sakes. Um, But when you, when you hear from somebody that they're a serious gamer, or they're very dedicated. What does that, what does that ring in your head? Does it give you a, not, a, not the look and feel of the person, but what does it mean <laughs> to you to be dedicated or serious about it?
0: <laughs> the look of the person. I yeah, somebody
1: just, somebody who's in high school has a fucked out of free time and doesn't have a day job, right? <laughs> I,
0: have a, I have a video of myself and an old friend of mine going to Gen Con and he's like it was like, I don't know, the first Gen Con we went to the first one that was in Indianapolis, but he, we were I was videotaping. Yeah. When they had videotape, not
1: yeah, like actual right. tape, not digital. Yes. And we are
0: he was saying something about the average gamer like what he was described describe the edgy average gamer i go go ahead randy and he's like and he describes him he's That's like yes yeah, he just like that guy um anyways nice flashback the question um
1: so someone says they're i, I tell you hey i'm a pretty dedicated gamer or right? yeah. i take it pretty serious what do you think right. about that
0: what well, then i well so huh then seriousness always brings a mind to not i'm a i'm a i'm kind of a humor light-hearted kind of guy
1: i'm glad you're doing this because this is i, I brought it up to my buddies this last weekend i said are we serious gamers and like no we're dedicated I'm oh, like, what's s- the difference
0: ah, and they said,
1: well i mean we have fun we right. we joke practically we we've got the, like the dark humor thing going and Yes Brett we're de- it's up to dead babies I mean the fact that I saddled them with an infant that they had to save two sections ago they were like we had to we ba- we have to keep the baby alive don't we usually have to kill the baby what's going on Brett you're ruining us for us you know that was it, it, dark humor brutal humor but it was still funny right there was you were allowed to step out of character and Say, oh my god, that reminds me of this movie type of thing. But we they they describe themselves as dedicated as opposed to serious.
0: Oh, that's interesting because I think yeah. that's, I think I, I think that alleviates the potential uptightness that comes along with the moniker serious. Yes, right. Hey, I'm really I'm serious. It's almost like meeting an intellectual that has no humor. Like I'm serious about being smart.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, when someone looks at it, look, I'm being serious here. Right. You need right. to right. fix this thing or blah, 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 you know.
0: Yeah, not to be mistaken for Yahoo Serious or Serious Sam.
1: Yes, yeah, two different things. Completely different things.
0: To- totally.
1: Yeah. Um, one's from Australia.
0: Um, and, and one is from, is based on a uh, video game out of Croatia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there you anyway. go. Anyway.
1: I think dedicated. I think dedicated is a good one because what I when I think about when I talk about serious or dedicated gamer is a regular gaming group that you make time for, right? This is this comes down to your life schedule, what you're willing to make time for, the fact that you show up ready to play, you've done the different shit that we've talked about, right? You're 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 there to play the game, you show up ready to play. You've got your dice, your paper, your books, whatever it is you gotta have, you show up ready to roll. I think that's different than what you and I often dub, or other people have dubbed, like the casual gamer, the beer and pretzels person, and they show up and they're like, "Can I borrow a pencil? I didn't bring my dice, uh, my notebook." Sometimes that's just forgetfulness or whatever. But there are other folks that we've talked to that like they play, they have like a yearly D and D game. I'm not shitting you. I've met people who do this. Yeah, we play D and D once a year really yeah it's like um the the person i met happened to be a guy and he said it's a guy's weekend thing where they get together with a bunch of high school people uh well they're still buddies they get together and they play D and board games one weekend a year that's like their their cut loose time they have a lot of fun doing it like oh cool. high school friends you. like old
0: yeah, high school, school
1: friends yeah. old high school friends i mean it sounds together. like they
0: get together with high school
1: students. high school kids no 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 <laughs> <It's> old <laughs> right. high school friends yes yes uh, good correction um So, you know, a bunch of middle-aged guys that go, hey, yeah, we just, we get together and yeah, we just kind of have a good time, eat some pizza, play games and, you know, kind of catch up. We don't get together that often. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a cool medium for you guys to do that with. Sure. And when I heard that story, I'm like, that would drive me fucking bananas because I like, I I want more gaming, you know, I, I want, I want more scheduled events. I want more, I want campaigns. I want stories that last more than one evening and so forth. But I didn't tell that person that is lesser or weak-ass gaming, right?
0: Did you tell him like, <laughs> oh, so you're not as serious of a gamer?
1: Oh, you're. I see your dedication scores are way low. Yeah. <laughs> you're lucky I'm even talking to you at this point. Yes. Oh, you
0: have just wasted five minutes of my time.
1: That I could have been thinking about actual gaming versus wasting it with you. Right. <laughs> you Jeez. fucking dick. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: That would be... You just like now, somebody just
0: tuning into us would be like, wow. wow, these guys are two class A assholes,
1: exactly. Right? we probably are, but <laughs> so Sean, I we were chatting about it because sometimes we'll. I found myself one time in a, in a mix of folks I was gaming with, that I used to work with, and um, I had a couple friends of mine when I first came down here to college down here because I'm back home now, I'm back in Warsaw. but when I first moved down to Madison for college. No one cares about how I moved or where I moved. Go to school. I hook up with these with these folks. We start gaming. Oh, I got a friend who likes the game. Oh, I got some other people who like the game. And it became really clear that were three of us who were organizing only events. Always showed up. The characters were interesting. They're biting into what Brett was running. They were really dedicated, really cared about. It. Other guys like, ah, I can't make the game. Yeah, well, I got to leave early. Oh, sorry. I can't. Uh, last minute, couldn't make it. Not call you at all. I forgot my character sheet. You know, this didn't. They weren't into it as much. They liked hanging out, having a good time, and kicking back with their friends. But it really wasn't a big deal for them. That was one of my first, um, uh, first real experiences with what I consider a casual gamer. And at first, it annoyed the piss out of me. I was really kind of fucking mad at him because like you guys are wrecking this for everybody else. Oh my gosh, you're wrecking this. My buddy Jay at the time. Um, I don't know if, I, I know Jay listens to us periodically and I don't know if he's, if he will catch this one, but I remember Jay and I having this conversation one time, he's like, well, you're running the game, Brett. just make the game about the characters of the people who are always here. I'm like, well, yeah, duh. Cause the other guys just don't give a shit anyway. They're just, they're, they're basically, you know, NPCs that people show up and randomly play anyhow. Fucking. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Let's do that. So for whatever reason, being first time that hit me. And when I did that, I changed my my thought, and I gave the, I'll just call the more dedicated group, a little bit more to chew on, and let the casual folks just be casual. They'd show up and go, wow, I missed the last five sessions. So what happened? Oh, wow, holy fuck. Dragon, huh? Man, I wish I'd have made that one. What's going on now? Yeah, and then, like, yeah, just fill them in and move on. Just Treat them like extras in a film type of thing. When was your first time that you encountered uh, the casual gamer, Sean? Was that in high <laughs> school for you, or yesterday, uh, or <laughs>
0: yeah, right? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think because I I think most of the people that I've played with over the years are dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to th- I'm trying um there there is. There is one that I could probably think of that is hit or miss. It was one of those. Why well, are they going to be here? I'm not sure. I don't know. And, and mm-hmm. we never do. And that happened where during the, um, during the tomb of annihilation game, my buddy Dustin, he like disappeared, like literally just like poof gone.
1: Can't find so, him. Doesn't respond. Doesn't show. Yeah.
0: Him. Well, you know, and I'm not. You know I'm not driving down to his house and knocking on his door every day to see what's going on either i i figured life happened and he just didn't want to let people know or something i don't i don't honestly don't know and I, to me it's kind of you know whatever it, it goes back to hey if you're not wanting to play that's okay just let me know and for some reason mm-hmm. people don't do it for whatever like for whatever reason whether they're adverse to conflict or They're like genuinely, I don't have time to explain. And I feel as though if I bring it up, I got to explain. I'm just going to go on my merry way and do something different,
1: which is... I'll just fade to black and they'll move on.
0: Fade to black and move on. And and that was it. I just hope that they're doing okay. Like, I don't want Mm -hmm. anything to happen to them or anything. So, So I don't think I get a lot of casual gamers... However, Eve. but if I were doing like an organized play Mm -hmm. or we used to do Eberron games or it's like it used to be, it's like similar to what Adventurers League is now, you know, you go to a game store, you post on the site, I'm running these, the three of us are running these different modules, people would show up Mm -hmm. or not. Those were, I would say, see, because then they could be dedicated, but casual.
1: Yeah, or they're like, I don't want that adventure, right? That's a little more, right? You can be choosier with that type of setup. Right. I think the main thing, the main thing that brought this to my mind, Sean, was when you and I are talking about game groups and what we're having fun doing or groups we've struggled with or problems. And so, I think sometimes it comes almost down to that. It's almost like the session zero thing in a way where, where at one point you said it's table stakes to show up on time, do this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking about this idea. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> if I want to game, at a certain levels too strong away. If I have a passion for this, I got into
0: trouble using the word level. So yeah, It don't don't use level. If
1: if you say, well, I kind of game at a higher level than you, you immediately (laughs) just put somebody down, right? (laughs) It's like, it's like the term serious. It has a, I didn't say higher. No, I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying different, different different. level, but people
0: will say that's (laughs) higher.
1: If you, yeah. And, it, it has a connotation to it and it can, yes. it can, some folks can find it offensive and I dig that. Right. Yeah. But if you game differently or you're like, look, man, I, I really pour. this is my hobby. I mean, yes. I'm always prepping every time I watch a movie. I'm thinking about this shit. I'm, I started a podcast with my friend and we we do this shit all the time. I need to make sure that if I have a group of folks I'm playing with and they seem more casual, like, yeah, we, yeah, you know, we can't play this month. I'd be like what, what we were supposed to play every two weeks, what or every week and I, we just went to two weeks and now you can't play this month. Uh you know. Yeah, you know, I got stuff going it, on. Right? It, it can be it can be disappointing. I got stuff right? going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's ex, it's expectation setting, right?
0: Yeah. I'm and gonna think, go and uh I don't know, mow the lawn.
1: Yeah, I'm too busy. I don't wanna do your thing. I gotta
0: mow the lawn and work on my car, like you know.
1: Yeah, I'm I got I got a thing with at work. I'm gonna go I gotta,
0: I gotta I go so to work. I'm gonna yeah. I volunteered to work. Yeah,
1: I volunteered to work overtime.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> then, then to play your game. I'm yeah, gonna thanks. do something that's, that's I absolutely good. hate and bitch about every week.
1: I, I have to do laundry. <laughs> what? Why why would you what? Really? Um <sighs> well, exactly. <laughs> My head is blued. So what what I'm getting at here though is that 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 disconnect can be a big fucking wedge in your group. It really can. And I thought about it more, and I remember in my home group, I've had people come and go over the years. And one of the reasons that those who have gone have gone is because they, are, they did not have the same dedication we did. And that was, look, we're going to game. For a while, there was once a month. Brett's coming back from Madison. We're going to show up. We're going to game eight hour session, boom, 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 we're going to do this now. And then it morphed how how we game or how often, but it took a bit. There were some people were like, well, I can make it. I can't make it. And finally got to the point, like, look, if you don't make three months, you're done. We're not going to keep inviting you because the rest of us want to keep going. We still like you. You're a friend. There's nothing wrong with you. But if you don't have the same, it's the same weekend, last weekend of every month. It's been that way for five years. If you can't make it or you don't want to play anymore, say something. But anyway, that, that level of dedication. Yeah, there's the door. <laughs> but that level of dedication, if you if it's different amongst your group, it can be kind of a pain. Even from the player's perspective towards a game master. I have known people that say that are very what I would consider dedicated gamers. They carve out a lot of time. They're always ready to game. They want to show up. They want to play. And their game master is a flake. Right, where that person who's running the game or supposed to be there can't show up is always too busy, forgets the schedule, doesn't know how to, you know, they're like, "Hey, I'll I'll help you schedule stuff. We can do this. We can do that." And the and that person is just, and depending on the game you're running, it, that's the one person you got to have sometimes, right? <laughs> that was that you know? one time.
0: At one time, I forgot we were gaming that day, and the guys were like texting me. Remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I brought
0: that. it up on the show. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, just, where are you? I'm like, what do you mean, where am I? I'm at home. Where the hell are you? Like, dude, we're supposed I,
1: to be, supposed to be right here now,
0: running you? the frickin' Tomb of Annihilation. I'm like, what? That's not today, is it?
1: Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> shit, shit. Hell damn. Hang on. I'll be there in 10.
0: Uh, no. So, BC says, So Sean is the casual gamer. I'm like, Ta. Hashtag nailed it. <laughs>
1: And sometimes it's like interest wanes. People get interested in something and doesn't get interested whatever. And anyway, the reason it doesn't have to be a super long, involved conversation, man. But I I just think the investment you're going to put in, the time and energy you put into a game, if you feel that the people around you don't give a shit, don't put in as much as you or if you feel that there's a disparity for what's being put out versus what is happening around you it's like that group project in high school where you're like you motherfuckers you're waiting on me to give you an a you bastards you know it's like the old joke at, at my funeral i want everyone who ever did a group project with to, to show up so they can all let me down one last time oh slap. <laughs> yeah but it's a, it's you can feel let down you can feel like no one takes it this serious and on the other hand if you're more casual about you're like what the fuck this is supposed to be fun right and fun for and the fun is that weird piece and when i say weird we i hope to god if you're gaming you're doing it because you're having a good time it's fun for you um, because i have a blast doing this this is the most fun i can have with my brain i mean i love this stuff it's a it's a lot of fun and if you're not having fun if it's this trial if it's this tribulation good grief ho- i mean hopefully you can figure out something to change it up but some people's concept of fun is like, look, you know, we play when we play. If we can't make it, we can't make it. And yeah, well, three of us got together. We figured, fuck it. We'll just advance our characters a little bit and then uh, we'll catch you up later. You're like, yeah, but no one called me. Yeah, we forgot. Sorry, we're all over at Sean's and, you know, a game broke out. What am I going to do, man? Well, you didn't call. Sorry. it's You know, or sometimes people are just, they're like, yeah, can't make it, whatever. they just don't, and they legitimately do not care or see it's a big deal because, the gaming fun versus rock climbing fun versus going hunting fun versus this fun or that fun is just different. You're like, look, I had an opportunity to go wakeboarding and I love doing that, man. I'm sorry, but I'm I'd rather do that than play D and D tonight. That's fine, you know. Um, but sometimes other hobbies do do get in the way, right? They they can they can shut you down. Usually like around, Brett, um,
0: he's going to go hunting in November. I'm going to yeah. go. What the W T F, man? And he's going to like, go, I'm go. i going hunting. I like hunting. I go bonkers if I don't go in the woods. And I go,
1: what the fuck is wrong with you?
0: Casual podcast RPG co-host.
1: Yeah. And we'll have the annual <laughs> fight that we always have. Right. Yes. <sighs> yes. Some couples fight about money or the kids. We fight about Brett's hobby of hunting. Yes. Right. His hunting uh, lifestyle is cramping our podcast. I
0: don't have a problem going to the store and buying a steak. <laughs> oh. God. 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 <laughs> I can I can go out in the woods right after this show. <laughs> I don't need to take a weekend or a whole week.
1: Wow, you just got personal. Her out you're my little coming, orange coming, right form. After, coming right after me. aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we used to pick up one of the guys I game with in, in uh, after college. 'Cause we were we we're gaming on a certain weekend. He's like, Oh shit, I got guard. He was in National Guard. He like, oh, I got guard that weekend. I'm like, You fucking pussy, what are you dedicated? Are you in or you're not? He's like, What's he's like, dude, I'm in National Guard, I can't get out. <laughs> we gave him crap for it. It was just fun to do because he took it so well. He's like, God damn it, guys, every time. Right. And then he's. Anyway, next thing you're gonna
0: say, you gotta go away for like two weeks in the summer or some bullshit. I know
1: bunch of crap. We're oh, contractually right. obligated. You know, yeah.
0: Whatever. Oh, they're they're sending you to the south, uh, the desert, huh? Oh, right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Afghanistan. Anyway, uh, Do
0: you even know where Afghanistan is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we treat her. That's how we treat our veteran yeah. gamers. That's yeah, just because we hate those people. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Because we're serious. We're serious, and you're obviously not. Um, so I think sometimes the the concept of being serious, and I honestly do, I think you let off with it, and there's a level of kind of hyperbole better than or so that, that comes with it. And I've stopped using trying to, I've honestly personally been trying to f- think of a better term. Dedication comes to mind for me, or, you know, I'm more passionate about it. It doesn't mean that if you aren't super passionate about it, you don't enjoy it. Some people are passionate NFL. Like, I like the Packers. I really passionate. I want to watch every game on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm not going to, well, the Packers are playing. I'm not going to, you know, game that day. Okay, fine. Happens for a while. That's a big thing for you, whatever it is. And it's not that, you know, and I could give a shit about the NFL. I used to back in the day, just don't care anymore. It's interesting to hear about, it's just not for me. So, yeah, I'm casual at best as to paying any kind of attention to pro sports. You know, but I don't look down on the people who really enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Good for you. Have a good time, you know? Right. But I think sometimes it's very difficult for those of us who who have the dedication, who really want to put the time in, think about this stuff a lot, write up a lot of cool stuff, try to self-publish, do different things. And we're we're active in, in a community or doing stuff it can be very derailing or difficult to deal with a casual person who wants to to game with you. So I think sometimes it's like once you figure out the level of dedication, the casualness in which they approach or how they want to do it, you just kind of have to take yourself down a notch and just set the expectation like, hey, look, you know, if I'm free every other Friday, maybe we'll play, maybe we won't. And if you're cool with that, then you can have that person in your gaming group or have that group of people if you got a whole crew like that then maybe you game, maybe you don't. If that's cool with you, you your life works that way. Great. I think it's actually harder, in my opinion, for the casual gamer to self-acknowledge that they're casual because the ones I have met, they're like, dude, you know, I'm. How can we invite me to the game? Well, we want to play a, a more serious game, and then they get offended that I that they're not serious I when they're use there. The word serious. <laughs> Ag- agreed. So, well, <laughs> we want to play. Then stop saying that. Say, look, we want to play every Friday. Well, dude, you right. know I can't play every Friday. I know, but the five of us do. Yeah, you can't. The five of us aren't changing our whole life because one person can't make every Friday. Show up when he can, but this is how this is gonna work. Because the person who tends to be more casual or doesn't have the ability is still there to have fun nine times out of 10. I'm assuming these folks are are good people. They want to have fun. They're friends of yours. They're people who you enjoy being around. If you don't enjoy being around, what the hell are you game with them for, honestly? And sometimes you just have to say, look, we're going to do this thing. I'm not mad at you, but we're going to play every Friday. I can't make every Friday. I know that. Talk it over because I honestly think that people who are more casual are in it for the fun when the fun is available to them. And it's harder to, for them to be more self-aware because they don't understand what you're putting into it, right? When people flake on the game master and, and the game master sits there and she says, I spent all this time coming up with this cool thing. We had a really good first session. I, I, we all organized. We all scheduled this thing up. And three of the five of you just flaked out on me. It's very depressing. The person put a lot of energy in to do this thing. And yes, I do believe game masters tend to put more energy prep and stuff into games than players do as a whole. I have some players, though, that show up and they have made artwork. Hmm. Players have gone through and found found pictures. They've said, oh, I found this really cool thing. I made custom character sheets for the group. I did this cool thing. Hey, I baked these cookies for the game. I've had players do all sorts of really cool things to help bolster basically the morale of the team and have them show up or say, oh, sorry, last minute, three of the five of us canceled. So it's kind of pointless to have a game. Then that person's sitting on a stack of brownies. If you're me, you just can eat all the goddamn brownies. Um, <laughs> so it's not healthy, um, but, <laughs> but uh, it, it can be, It could, it's just kind of a letdown, right? And I think that's where someone who's more casual doesn't understand or appreciate what's being done. You know? So I think that that candid adult conversation of, Hey man, you know, we're putting all this in here, all these folks are doing it and they just don't understand it. Just discussing it with them and having them understand this is how this group plays. I've had other people say, Hey, I'd like to play in your group. And I'm like, well, just so you know, this is the dedication level we expect. Oh geez, really? I'm like, look, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just telling you, I got six, I got six people at play and we all play like this. This is how we play. And if you're not gonna join us at this level of expectation, it's just gonna be a nightmare for you. You know, no one's you're not gonna have any fun. So, Sean, how do you how do you deal with it? When you run into a group or person or anything like that, that's kind of long breath diatribe as usual of how I do it. But what do you what do you do if you're running into somebody who just doesn't they're not as serious. They're not on your level, Sean. Oh, shit. Or they're, or I post, they're, um,
0: or I post on an open forum.
1: <laughs> I post on open forum and tell and, people and how fucking say, dumb they are. You know, uh,
0: apparently my dedication is at a different level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shit. And then you get yelled at for a while.
0: And then I, then I come back, comes back and bites me in the ass. Uh, it's a. I I had stayed. So this, a lot of this is what occurred to me when I was in the curse of strata in the Jeff group. It just, there was a level of frustration that there's a few things. And one of them was this component and that's okay. If And I even said this, it's okay. If individuals don't have the same passion I do for the game or dedication or whatever, they're, Yep. There, I'm going to show up on a Saturday when we, whenever I can do it or whenever we've agreed upon and then we're going to play and it's going to be fun. And sometimes that's great and that's good enough. And for me it was, but I think it was just more, it, it seemed as though in order to even get to a point of, Hey, when are we like, I'll give you an example, and I hate, I hate to compare and contrast because then it's like these guys do it this way, they don't. Neener neener, right? And that's not the point I'm trying to make.
1: Well, when I absolutely do this. not. I think this is this is about. <clears throat> we've had a number of these over the last year here, right? Just the self-revelatory, if you will, or the introspection of like, what is it that you're trying to get here? Right. Like I like this. Right. You know, I like Coke. I keep giving you a Pepsi. I don't fucking like Pepsi. It doesn't matter how many times you offer it to me. I don't want it. Right. Right.
0: And and so with one group that I'm running right now, I mean, it's, hey, are we playing Tuesday? Are we playing Tuesday? Are we playing Thursday? What time are we starting? Hey, what are we going to do? I don't know. This is what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? I don't know. Joke this, joke that, jab at this guy, jab at that guy. Like
1: I, There's an en- engagement. I, really good I am
0: the one that is the least engaged, right? Out of like probably out of the four others, five of us, or whatever, where it was flipped the other way, where it was. Hey, what you know, is everybody on board? Can we play? Did you fill out the doodle? Yes, okay. Hey, I didn't see the forum post, I didn't know we were playing this weekend. Hey, I didn't see that there was a game, I already confirmed with doodle. But you, what's this post confirming this date? I don't understand. I thought I already c- complied. It's, it was just like, what in the hell, man? This This shouldn't have to be this hard to get it to be where it's like yeah, let's play, let's go. Everything's yep. going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Oh my God, when are we going to go? Where's our experience points? And oh, by the way, I've got some you know, kick-ass ideas. And it's not that all that was missing by any means, because there's like, specifically Jeff is when he gets a character in his mind, he gets out the journal and he does a character sketch and he brags about his build and he brags about you know, what he's going to do and and this and that and his concept in his head. And he takes some time and he's very like when he is in that space, I mean, I've, I've talked to him. I've I've talked about him on the show. Yeah, baby freaking videos. People like know Jeff, like, Oh, you're Jeff. Oh, I've heard about you. Like I, you know, in it's all been, I think mostly positive, but at the same time, there was a, there was something that happened and it just fell through and I'm just like, I think there's two things that I uh, there's two choices. I can either say I need to to, to level set myself. I keep bringing up level. <laughs> that's okay. No, what Harold? Email me. Anyways, it's it's I have to reset myself to kind of say that's not. What where I am getting bent out of shape? I need to bring it down a notch or or cut it out and accept that that's the way it is.
1: Yeah, this group operates. This group operates with a certain level of engagement, a consistency in that level of engagement, and so forth. If you don't have, I think engagement consistency is two big pieces of dedication, like sub pieces of what we've been talking about. Say you know what they're just they're less engaged than I wish, inconsistent, but they're fun when they do show up. I'll deal with that, right. or, or
0: or I gotta move on, yeah. Or they gotta move on, And mm. which case I think that that is happening. And you know, I don't. Me personally, I don't have any love loss. Like I don't get into that. I don't get into oh, the you've, bullshit. you are not
1: talked about stuff plenty. You're not it, mad at anybody. No,
0: no, I'm not upset. I am more upset when it's in the moment where it's like. <sighs> yes. Uh, I, nobody's responded. If I wanted to put this out there, it's going to be two months, you know, whatever. Then it's more, more of a frustration than, you know what? Go have fun and have somebody else run the game in the group. That's okay. I'm good with that. You know? And if they say, cool, you should be a player. Cause I think maybe you're getting burned out. Maybe you should, we, I would love to play with you. Sure great we'll cross that bridge when we come to it maybe depends on the game you know there's other factors um you know maybe i'm then the player that's like all right let's go i want to play hey game master when are you available let's set a date all right cool i got this cool character concept hey how do we how are we connected jeff's character great but you know it wasn't like that for a few months i mean one of the guys had to reach out on Twitter after the tomb of annihilation and say, Hey, are we gonna play again? I'm like, I don't know. Or after Curse of Strahd, hey, you know, it's like a month goes by. Hey, are we gonna play again? <laughs> like a month? A month goes by before you ask. Like
1: paid attention, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, like, hey, uh, I don't know. Maybe this is kind of the the problem I'm running into. And and I there's other things that could have been handles it differently right like hey let's get in the room and fucking hash this bullshit out
1: i think it's table stakes that we have to all agree on at a certain point so is it is a weird aside so my buddy lenny and i were gonna go um he wanted to go deer hunting for the first time he's like will you take me in minnesota yep i'll come to minnesota we'll go this year no this is a number of years ago okay two guys that wanted to go with us and one of them i said if you bring that guy i'm not going Hmm. i said is that son of a bitch is gonna get fucking hammered and not one, i'm not going no i said i am dark to dark all day i get up before it's light i go all day i come back in the dark and i do it again until i go home i'm very i'm dedicated <laughs> i'm serious i don't fuck around yeah there's this is what there, i do
0: there is a very easy delineation with deer camp
1: yeah i mean there's there's and there's uh, there is a um what do i want to say a um stereotype yes. for a reason yes. in that space it's become less and less so more and more people are like look this shit's expensive to get into i paid this much for this i paid if you've seen the price of ammo holy shit um but i spent a lot of money and time getting prepared for it i'm actually happy now it's august because i should be able to start shooting my bow because i want to the wisconsin season opens next month mid next month and i have not been able to shoot all year i'm twitchy about that right well, you've been injured love. and
0: shit too yeah. so yeah
1: but there's just a level of I want to make sure I'm good at this. I put time and effort and energy into it, and that's a you know that's kind of a sport, as some people call it. And hobby. This it is. Yeah. And this thing though is kind of it's like bowling night or any other league game or anything. You've used the bowling night thing for me many times, Sean. It's like look, I, I schedule this thing up. You're part of the team. Yeah. To use that sports thing, you, you're part of the crew, the team that we're going to do this together. We all agreed to do this. And we agreed that it, every, <laughs> every Friday is league night. Why are you not here on Friday? It's league night, right? With well, no bowling, so
0: bowling is competitive, too. So you start yeah. getting into competitive sports hobbies, yeah. and then then you get guys that are really going to get pissed off because they're like, yeah. you show up, and you don't freaking bowl with the shit, and you're drinking too much beer, and you're freaking sauced yeah. after the first game. We got two games to go. You go from like a 220 to a one freaking sixty. What the hell? And they get pissed yeah. off because there's... You know hey i want to win this league you know and
1: And, you know we'll say in rpgs there's no winners no losers and i get that but sometimes it's like look man we we figured you're gonna be there you didn't show up the party died because we played without you right because four of the five of us showed up you were the cleric because you said you were gonna play the cleric we're playing this this type of game we died or we had to circumvent the adventure or do this other thing or whatever it's not that it's competitive but it is it is a team effort as a group of people even if you're playing a very heavy PvP you know or joint type of storytelling event it's still a thing that you you chose a game whatever the game is that's suitable for X number of players right whether that player one of those is a game master and then the rest are only players quote unquote but you have you've chosen a game that you're going to play with this group for the specific right? composition for the- a specific composition of folks. And when people let you down or don't show up or they show up and they just don't seem to give a fuck or they're just not engaged. So I think there's the dedication component. And as I said, while you were talking, I thought about the engagement and consistency of that engagement. And that's a big, everyone has off days, nights, sure. or whatever it is, but there's a, um, those are pieces. And again, it doesn't mean you're lesser or greater if you're more or less in one direction or the other, but sometimes you need to, you, it helps you, Sort out your own expectations for what this is going to be like in this group. And is this the tribe for you or not? All of us in RPG world, hopefully, the decent folks, we're all one tribe of good, decent, solid gamer folks. Great. We're awesome. But within that tribe, there's subgroups, right? There's sub sub little sub-tribes of us. They're like, look, um, we want to play DCC twice a week. Somebody's probably doing that or more. I don't have the time for that because of my work schedule. They're pretty serious. They're very serious and very <laughs> dedicated, incredibly consistent. <laughs> right. And I would have to say I can't be that for you. I still consider myself a dedicated, you know, quote hardcore, serious, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but like you're not, I can't you're at, do, uh, you're at a different level, Brett. I'm totally like, lesser level. I mean, there are I mean, there are literally people who are playing three and four times a week. Tim Jensen, man.
0: I don't yeah. know if you're still listening to us, Tim. That guy that is like
1: when he was is he playing? like right? five <laughs> times time.
0: a week, man. And it was like, God damn, he is devouring RPGs. And he had yeah, a he it, had a campaign like you, Brett, like a, a huge 20-year freaking vampire game. Did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he and I talked about that at one of the cons. Yeah. At a game one year.
0: Yeah, he was but
1: a, it's it's all it's machine. It's all relative. You'll have folks who are like, so what do you do? Well, I'm a professional game master, and I uh what what? Yeah, I I run, you know. X number of dozens of games a month. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah. You, or you do what? Yeah. I play three to four times a week. I would play more if I could. <laughs> is that person better than Sean or I No, they're just different. They're, they have a different desire and they have a different engagement model. And um, anyway, short version is the language around it is hard. Honestly, serious, dedicated, but more right. engaged, less engaged. It's uh, whatever you can do to try to suss out a way to say, look, this is my expectation. Once a week, always showing up, so on. It's t- kind of, we talk about session zero a lot, but this is almost like the uh, <laughs> the form we fill out before we have the campaign session zero. This is just like, this is how we game, man. We get together once a month, last Saturday of every month, and we game for eight hours. Well, I don't know if I can do that. Then don't join. Not mad at you. Love <laughs> you. I'm just telling you, this is what we do. If you can't do it, just don't do it. It's fine. No one. Don't be mad at that person. Make sure that person says, "Wow, I can't, I can't play DCC three times a week." But you can sound like you're having a great campaign. We are, but we're not changing our campaign with these six people just for you, Brett. I totally dig that. Do not change your game for me. That's fucking dumb, right? But anyway, hope I hope this makes sense. We we haven't even gotten into.
0: Hey, are you a serious? designer are you a serious publisher are you
1: right no yeah i wasn't sure how far we'd get but yeah that's that's like a whole well i had
0: hinted at maybe us deviating at some point but maybe maybe not because we're you know a little long a little long and we could ramble for a bit but one of the things that came up over the weekend i was watching mike shay's stream on sunday if you're not familiar with mike sly flourish that's mike and the beginning of the show, he mentioned how, uh, Chris Spivey, who is, um, who did Harlem Unbound, mm-hmm. put out a Twitter thread and said, Hey, serious question. Wondering how to make it in this industry. Like, what does it take? Cause Harlem Unbound, any award winning, mm-hmm. you know, great product. I don't personally own it. Why? Somebody might ask. It the, the, the nature of the game is just it's not in my wheelhouse. It, and so he had a serious question, he wasn't trolling, and you know, he's like at the verge of quitting. He's like, I'm, I don't know, man, am I throwing the towel and quit? And he's got this um, kind of weird Western, dark Western RPG that's coming out. He's like at 700 pages worth of material. That's, I mean, this thing is not some small. Project, but he's going to put it out there, and he's he's like, am I going to sell any copies? Or you know, it was kickstarted. Yeah, but even then, you can have a multi-billion-dollar Kickstarter and make zero money on it.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, if you don't do it right, I mean, the Encoded Crew and I, I think did okay. I mean, I made I made some cash on it. My Kickstarter I, on occasion, I'll get a I'll get enough to buy a six-pack type of thing, or hey, I saved up enough, I can buy a new bottle of Scotch. That's great. So like hey, ferreros you know, like Brett. He may not be as serious. Yeah, it's a it was more it's a passion project for fun on the side. I'm serious about it while I feel I'm serious while I'm writing it or while I'm doing it or I'm working with Chris or I'm gonna run for you and Craig Shipman and and uh and, on third floor wars and stuff. <clears throat> so that sounds like fun. It'll be a good time. I'm I'm dedicated, I want to get in there and do it. I'm not quitting my day job. Right. 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 And uh yeah, it it's funny some people will I remember First year I ran Evercon, I got Ken Height to come up as a guest. I thought, hey, this is Ken Height. This great. He's going to be in Wasau, Wisconsin. This will be fun. Big draw. Turns out, big draw. Big draw. Turns out about a dozen people knew who the fuck he was. Nobody knew who he was. It was a weird. I'm like, really? I got gamers around here. I'm like, I, I've known these people. You really don't know who? He is? I had people got interested when well, I always he was a special guest. They went to his talk and they listened to him. I'm like, wow, oh my god, he did. They start buying stuff. Like, wow, this is really cool. This is kind of neat. But it wasn't like it was Ken Hyde at Gen Con or Ken Hyde at GameholeCon, where that group of gamers was more author savvy. I could tell you right now, if you said if I said Harlem Unbound to 2000 gamers at, at Evercon, I will guarantee you 75% or more do not know what that is or who or who he is. Yeah. It's a hobby industry and hobby industries are strange. You know, something really big in the hobby is like the name, right? If there is a, in the hunting space, Winchester, Remington, right? Rifle companies, <laughs> right? Weatherby. Do you know Weatherby? Have you ever heard that name before? I don't Not off the top of my head, no. All right. So there's Savage, Thompson Center Arms, this, this, this. I can list a bunch off. Sure. I, I can list off 18, probably different companies. I mean, ne- that make 45 caliber 1911 handguns. Right. I happen to know that shit. Not a lot of people do. If you say, and it's tough to break into some of these spaces, it's really hard. It's really I'm also hard to not a
0: hunter fire, a firearm guy,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, and I, I, it's just interesting within the the RPG hobby space that when you get into it, there are so many nooks and crannies and niches within niches. Like, if, like, hey, I want to, I, I like shooting, I'm going to start buying a handgun because I want to do this. You'll get inundated with handgun info pretty soon. Wow, you know a whole bunch of stuff there's always some weird custom gun maker out there who's doing something crazy, but everything in the RPG space, unless it's Paizo, Watsi, everybody else is a niche little group. There are people who don't know who Pelgrane is. People who so, don't know who Steve Jackson games is. They know they, you know, they just don't.
0: We there's Pat Flynn, uh, smart, passive income, big podcaster, been around for years, very successful entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Uh, his podcast is great. He's on YouTube now and and making a go at YouTube. He just met, I literally just watched a video of him briefly going into how to do something. I can't remember. And it had to do with a niche within a niche and that the money is where that's where the money is. Okay. So specifically what he was doing is he made a food cart website, how to do a food cart. And what he, and he's doesn't own one. He's never had one, nothing. Yeah. And he built a small website and a business around how to do a web, uh, a food cart. Okay. One of the things that he did for research was he'd go out to food cart people and say, Hey, if there was one thing that you knew before starting your food cart business, what would you have wanted to know? And, and then he used that. And just leveraged it for putting it out there for everybody that wanted to explore, make it getting a food cart and doing a food cart. So when he was talking...
1: Oh, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. So
0: he was talking about that and he was like, you know, and then it was like, hey, how about... Then there was another idea that he said about uh, uh, entrepreneurs trying to be an entrepreneur with kids. Because entrepreneurs have this, like, you know, you're young, you're ambitious, you work 80 hours and you have no kids. The obligations in real life may be lesser than if you had kids, that is the kind of nomenclature. So Absolutely then there's are. people that would be like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I have kids. How do I do it? I check out this blog, check out this course, blah, 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 read these answers and questions. But the thing is with the RPG hobby,
1: there's nobody with a formula. There's no people try to help.
0: Well, here's the thing with the RPG hobby is that Chris, say Chris, say Chris says, Hey, I'm I'm niching down, right? I'm niching down. I'm I'm doing Harlem Unbound. It's a Lovecraftian background called Cthulhu in Harlem in the 1920s, right? And and Chris, those are in the know, he's African American. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bend within that space. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. By rights, he would be, hey, that's niche. People would flock to it and he'd make a lot of good money. The problem is is that he's got to produce the book and he's got to put in art and he's got to pay for art and he's got to put in time to create it. Not that you wouldn't with a blog like my aforementioned examples, but that there's the demand. And I think with, with the food cart, you're hitting the entire world.
1: Well, it's a consumable thing, too, where you right. use it and it's done. I need more. Right. So I go to you to buy food. I buy the food. I eat the food. I come back to you to buy more food. Right. I buy Harlem Unbound. I put it on my shelf. I own Harlem Unbound. Right. Does he follow a critical role path? I don't know. Is that is that a once and only thing to do? Other people try to do stuff? So, I don't know, man. It's a weird. So to say that Chris
0: would, would not be serious is not. Right. To say he's not dedicated would would probably be, you know, uh, speaking lightly, I would say.
1: Oh, it's flat insulting. I mean, that dude is dedicated. He knows his stuff. He's very good. He's very dedicated. I think there's a level of success. And this is similar to um, other folks where there's a level of success. Sometimes you may have to have and I'm just I'm just talking about gaming groups right now. Like if I want a game and I have a good time playing the game I like and I want to play Middle Earth role playing by Iron Crown Enterprises, I will have more success if I narrow and my focus on what success equals. Right. So if Chris is looking at saying, look, I need to make one hundred thousand dollars a year at RPGs, I do not want to have another job. I do not want my significant other to have to carry my insurance. I want to do blah, 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 blah. I don't know what his success looks like to him.
0: Well, how do you define it? right? How do you define success?
1: How do you find when you've arrived or whatever that is? It can be very difficult. In a gaming group, you can say, look, I want to play this game as often as I can. I know there's only, and I want to play it in person at my house. I only trust and like 10 people. Of that 10 people, only three will ever play the game. Yay, I need to narrow my success criteria to three people play Middle Earth with me at my house with this rule set. Good, I'm winning. If Chris wants to make a living at it, I don't know what he considers a living, so I'm not gonna ask him either. That's crass. Right. Right. But um I I don't I think it's I think what's the other thing that's interesting is I don't know within that space if people are approaching it yet like an actual business. Is the real question, how do I become how do I become a freelance author? How do I author stuff that people will will buy? How do I break into the top ten book market? I don't know. I don't know that stuff. You know, I, I don't know if if somebody said, "How do I knock D and D off off the throne?" I don't know. I don't know if anybody has cracked How that to be, uh, build a better game. But people argue right now there are better games. Well, then what's the problem? I don't know. No one buys my stuff. Gamers Marketing. are stupid. Marketing. Gamers are stupid well is
0: gamers are stupid that's yeah. another
1: I, i've heard yeah, this yeah. legit swear on a stack of holy text yeah. well gamers gamers are fucking dumb if they just were, go on twitter half as smart yeah just go on right. twitter somebody will tell you how brilliant they are <laughs> everyone who plays D is a fucking moron right yeah yeah it's wonderful but people It's
0: it, the struggle
1: is freaking real oh it's absolutely real and i think to call somebody like that who is asking those questions and working and striving not serious. That's just just flat and salt. Oh, and I don't We're think not dedicated any, and
0: so Yeah, forth. I don't think anybody's question is his seriousness yep. or dedication or passion mm-hmm. as much as he. You know, it's just funny how you could say, um, I don't know, somebody on Adventure DMs Guild and they write AL stuff, right? Adventurers League modules, and they do it as. Why do they do it? They do it because yeah, for fun, you know, I don't, I know I'm not going to make any money. I'm going to put it up there for three bucks. Like it's, you know, unless somebody gets wind of it, I think it's a good product. I want people to buy it. I'll put it out on Twitter. I'll put it out on, you know, Facebook. People have actually
1: been, people have actually railed against that stuff saying you're flooding the market full of crap. Unless you're serious, don't do it. I've heard that. And I'm like, okay, what is, again, what the fuck do you mean by serious? Screw you, I'll publish Avalon if I want to. And three, screw you again, right?
0: It's, 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 we are full of vitriol. I already went over this, man. Just, oh, yeah. Just yeah. Be positive. Just be nice. Just yeah, be nice. Be positive force in tabletop RPGs. Just be I think positive,
1: I think folks. with I think um the other component in the in an industry like it's kind of like if you want to be Let's just take the the idea back to gaming group again, right? If you're like, look, I really want to run first edition AD and D. It's just my passion. I really want to run this game. That's I want to be a game master who runs this game. But I will only play at my house with three people, and we'll play every Friday. You might not be able to find that. Okay. It doesn't mean you don't have dedication or drive or any of that stuff. It just there's a level of success that's a seriousness level, or a who can you find component, right? We're off the rails here a little bit, which is our want, but I, I don't know. I don't know Chris enough to say, are you making the right types of games that sell? Because I know there's a ebb and flow. I believe I've seen in the hobby space. It's like fantasy becomes huge. Then it was like horror was huge for a while. Then it was kind of this. and it was kind of that. Is there, I, I don't know what he should be looking at. I don't know how he markets himself. I don't know any of that stuff, but it's. Well, I think some of it is similar to like, look, man, if you live in a town and you only want to play in person, you hate Dungeons and Dragons. You only want to play GURPS or Savage Worlds, or whatever it is. Fatal. You only want to play Fatal. At your
0: house. I want to play yeah. Fatal.
1: You're an idiot. Um, I want to play
0: Fatal on Fridays, starting at, at midnight at at Central Time U.S. in person
1: <laughs> at your house. <laughs> at my house. That's why I know it's. That's why you can't succeed. <laughs> at wh- who's ever's house,
0: yeah. like not my house.
1: But there's, Takers? I mean, it, and the only reason I'm moving to that is I, I don't to know what else Chris is doing, and I, I've had I've had these job conversations with people. Well, we are way the fuck off this, dude. We gotta.
0: Yeah, we I know, I job. know. We well, that's stop. kind of the deal. I mean, sometimes yeah. I think we just need to shit can notes and just talk. Like sometimes I don't, you know.
1: That's kind of what we did. I had a half a paragraph, and then we've gotten this far, right? <laughs> but, but I actually think though that it, it, there's I've had people like, how come? How can I have your job? How can I have this thing I'm like, i don't I, I don't know how I, I I can tell you how I got here. I don't know if that's the way for you to get here you know, and I don't know enough of the hobby industry within the, within the r p g space to say, did you make a really good game that won an award for its intellectual or it's stylistic and this this and this It has this really good flavor taste, but it's not popular so no one knows who you are. I remember being a kid dude, I didn't know. I did not know when I started writing who wrote Dungeons and Dragons. It was a TSR product. That is all I knew.
0: Had Gary's name on the cover?
1: Didn't look at that at all. I said, Advanced <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, cool picture. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't uh, care who wrote it.
0: All right, whatever.
1: Because I opened it up and there's a table of contents. Authors, like 18 names or whatever it was. So I was thanks to Rob Kuntz and thanks to this person. Frank I was, like, guy. I
0: was like, what kind of name is Gygax? That's got to be made up.
1: Yeah, it could have been. But the other piece, too, is you just like, I, I, I didn't care, right? I wouldn't sure. hunt out and say, oh, this is a John Wick game. Oh, this has got to be good. Oh, this is a Steve Jackson game. This has got to be good. Steve wrote this one or whatever. I, I, I never did that when I was a kid. No. I didn't hunt down something that was written by Ken Height no. when I was a kid. Didn't do no. it. No. There's
0: plenty of shit that Ken Height's written I didn't even know.
1: Yeah, I have a bunch of them.
0: Star Trek, yeah. freaking Unicorn Games. What? I didn't know Ken Hite was involved in that thing.
1: He did a bunch of Nephilim stuff. He did stuff for yeah. Mage. He did stuff for White Wolf.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And that's the other piece is, is, is Chris, should he be freelancing more and doing projects that are not necessarily the ones he wants to do, but that's how you get known.
0: Well, that's about, that's the sticky wicket, right?
1: Yeah. I like didn't even know who Matt Coville was, but turns out the dude has a fucking bunch of design cred. Star Wars stuff. The One Ring role playing game, the Dune role playing game. He's got a list. Does he? Of stuff I, did, of, I didn't. I yes. didn't know how much
0: of he was involved yeah. in. But trading
1: card games.
0: I don't think the success of his shit has anything to do with the stuff he's done in the past.
1: I think it does because he knows people. So you build you build a group of people around you. He knows Ken Hyde. He knows John Wick. He knows this person. This person. This person. This person. So when he starts going out there and saying hey, and he starts building a presence online. His YouTube thing takes off. He knows people. And because of those people, they tell he knows he knows Liam O'Brien. He knows a bunch of the guys from Critical Role. They send people to him to watch him.
0: I think he's made it off of his YouTube channel.
1: Yes. And the reason he was able to make the YouTube channel successful is because of people starting watching it. And some of the people who are watching it were people he knows who are influencers as well.
0: F- sure, maybe. But okay, so, so take so as,
1: let's encoded design never never promotes us. What happens? Takes are longer. they
0: promoting you? Are they, they promoting? Did. Well, promoting us, gaming and they BS. Yes, yes, they yes, promoted gaming yes. and
1: BS at the beginning, and that was a huge boost.
0: It was a kick for sure, no question. I've always yeah. I've always said that. Yeah,
1: and they, I'm not I'm not at all downplaying it. What I'm saying is that when you have influencers, to use that catchy little phrase, kicking each other up or down or helping and stuff that it draws attention. I mean, people talk about how you and I have until today or occasionally in a, uh, we have not had a Harlem Unbound episode because I don't own the game. Neither do you No,
0: but I have plenty of other games that I don't know
1: about. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying is though it's not you and I, as people who tell other people about stuff we like or don't like, I don't know shit about that game.
0: Well, right now and it, and we're, so we're talking about and it and people could go, what the hell? And they could look into it and they could buy the should. damn thing just because we're sitting here talking about it.
1: Absolutely. People should look into it. it I've looked at it. I picked up a copy of it. Huh, this looks really interesting. Man, do I need another horror role-playing game? Oh, no, not right now. I, that's why I put it down. Right. Right. But, man, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know enough. Well, so, I mean, he, tell them, tell one of
0: the things he mentioned was like, I've been on podcasts... I've been. I've streamed actual plays. Like I don't understand. You know, I'm hoping to get back on podcasts again. But you know, I'm gonna. Hey, man, if he was on our show, maybe he sells like two, three copies. I don't know. Maybe so doesn't sell any. Maybe That's he sells a thousand. But the I thing is, is, the, is that uh, there is no, there is no, because you're on a podcast, you're gonna get sales. Doesn't mean anything, no. And because you're an actual play doesn't mean you're going to sell. And how many actual plays are you doing? I mean, spyhander I can't remember his name. God, it's, it's like, I see him on Twitter every day. I can't remember his name, but he, that guy in his channels running spyhander like four days, four nights a week. Yeah. I own spyhander I've never run it. Yep. You know, the play, the way it's going to get more people to play it is when I run it and I tell people to go and buy the shit. Like, Hey, I'm if I told my home group, we're gonna play spyhander Guess who's going to go out and
1: buy Svihander? Yeah, four or five people. Yeah, right. get it. Yeah, yeah, same here.
0: They're going to fly, buy PDFs, and they're going to buy the, the hardback. Yeah, that, GMs crack, run sit. this freaking show. I don't give a shit. What anybody else has to say out there, we're the ones driving the market.
1: Oh, well, if I go out to my group and say I'm playing Simba Room, they're like, okay. we will play it. Go, all right. Oh, fine. What book do I need? That's what they're going to ask me. Yes. Because <laughs> they're going to go know buy What
0: it. book do I need to buy? Like, that, I got to get the player's book, uh, or do I need to get the GMs? Do I need to get both? Yeah. Do you have just a buy PDF this I
1: can buy from you. Can you go yeah. work can I get the PDF? How can I do this? Yeah.
0: So I think Chris is in a pickle because I think he obviously has the passion, he has the dedication, but yes, there's a lot of unknowns in that little yeah. thread,
1: right? And by like, all I accounts, the dude the dude has the passion, the the everything, the talent and the skill, right? By all accounts. I just I, I can't tell you my personal thoughts about the quality because I've never read it or played there's it.
0: There's tons of people that are probably selling more of their own game, Rob Schwab. Yeah. That aren't breaking the bank. They're not like, hi, I've overcome d d Like, I'm on the verge. Like, they're still... It, it, somebody mentioned in the chat, it's like a starving artist. Like, it just... You go to art shows, you sell your shit at Gen Con, like an art show. You get some people, you get it into the hands of some people, and they appreciate it, and they get get fanatics.
1: Well, Larry Elmore, Brom, Eastley, these guys, they do art for other things besides TSR, right? From even after a certain point, they start breaking away. They're doing book covers for other things. They're doing-
0: Elmore <clears> did, <throat> what's the freaking video
1: game? EverQuest. EverQuest. No, uh, that was Parkinson. No, I thought it was Parkinson. Ah, I think it oh. mm. could have been. Could have been. Anyway, fantasy artists work in other genres. They do book covers. They do posters for movies. They do design art. Alan Lee and uh, somebody else did design work for uh, the the Jackson Tolkien movies. So sure. I wonder if if he needs to take his skills and Fuck, I'm totally unsolicited, dumbass white guy of the Midwest advice here, but maybe he needs to take his skills and. And write for Cassium Maybe he needs to pitch an idea to do a 7-seed game. Maybe he needs to write something that's completely out of his quote-unquote comfort zone to prove that he's versatile. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was Parkinson, God damn it! Yeah, I was right.
0: But, you know, I think he... I thought he did something with Pellgrin or cassium I think he, think he did with Cassium. So, regardless... But we get into, you know, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the industry and and there's the seriousness of I'm gonna do something, you know, maybe not dedicated enough or, you know, I'm gonna do it as a hobby because I like launching this stuff and I'll put my product like Brett. Brett's done yep. streets, you know, yep. he didn't do it to I make it a million fun. dollars. He's nope, not gonna for fun. he has no ambition to be freelance guy or Rob Schwab.
1: Just, well, it's one of those pieces where I look at where what I have and what I do and what I what I can make in my day job. I'm like, I, I can't I, I can't turn my back on that because I'm probably <laughs> to your earlier point, entrepreneur wise, I'm too old and too tied down. I'm not, I, yeah. I'm not doing it. No way. I can't. I can't take that risk. I'm way too risk averse in that space. Just can't do it.
0: I am reading, listening to so good they can't ignore you. Why skills trump passion in the quest for work you love. So a couple of back to back, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the other one was, um, was it the why the why one? I keep messing up the damn titles. Um, start with why, but this one, so this so good that you can't, the, so good. They can't ignore you has something to do with, Hey, okay. So you have a bunch of passion. Does that mean that you're going to get the job that you love? And no. is that going to, you know, so he, this book ends up going into some of those details. And I, I'd like to think that if you see some of the individuals that do become successful in the role playing game hobby, I think there's some nuances that you could see take form. Monty Cook has been in this freaking hobby since he was like 20. Like
1: I'm, Sean, yeah,
0: writing shit. Sean K. Reynolds. I'm gonna start writing shit at 20. I'm gonna get published, and I'm gonna freaking slave away in the industry for a long time.
1: Sean Merwin does it full time. Baldwin James sh- guy. I mean, Sean sh- Merwin. He, he helped me with Avalon and, and whatnot. He's a good dude. There's a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of um, I think mean, uh, Acquisitions Incorporated was part of his that D and D book that he that I think yeah. like, he helped do that one. And just he's done a bunch of stuff. And sometimes it's like. He, the so good is that you have to do more. People will go, wow, that product you made was good. I need to see more product. And that's the tough part, right? And is that.
0: And a lot of them have come through the d d space. Yep. A lot yeah. of them. And so if you, if, if, and that's the 500 pound good, gorilla.
1: If you make a DD and d product it, for Watsi, it's going to sell because there's Watsi's title on it. And if you're good at it, though, people will rave about it and so on and so forth. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know, man. He's in a, he's in a pickle. It, it's... I don't know enough about where he's at or what he would um, define his success and what he wants out of it, but I don't know. If the... I've if the, yeah, heard people say, I want to make it in this thing. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, I, I don't know what that means.
0: Yeah, that's... that's. There's a whole lot... Like I said, there's a whole lot of context that needs to be kind of defined.
1: Yeah, I got to unpack but, all that.
0: But, it, you know, being on the topic of seriousness or dedication passionate whatever you know those things there's also a component of that in trying to become a professional designer or developer within the within the hobby and this hobby is it's a finicky beast man like it's not
1: it's got weird ebbs and flows
0: mainstream is not role-playing games it's just not still to this day it isn't I don't know. What's I, another big hobby that makes people, shit tons more, of money?
1: More video games. Vid, more people play video games. I'm pretty sure if you ask guys like Dennis Detweiler and other folks who have been in the video game industry, they'll say the companies make the money, the people get fucked. Right. <laughs> they'll tell you that repeatedly. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, movie is another entertainment industry because it's kind of entertainment's authors. I mean, I remember talking to Ed Greenwood at GameCon one year and him saying, look, you know, I, I've. Written, you know, people sometimes come up and they give you a cover and say, I need you to write a novel with this cover and this title. Like, okay. He said, Stephen King doesn't have to do that because his name is Stephen King. Right. But a lot of guys, um, I'm pretty sure Matt Forbeck, if Matt Forbeck, um, very prolific RPG author, designer, cool dudes <laughs> all around if novel, he was given his
0: novel writing beast that guy yeah is.
1: but he writes stuff for halo he wrote a line yes. of kids toys he's written comic type stuff this stuff that stuff he writes anything for anybody i, it, I mean he he, he could be pickier now right i remember talking to him about this and he said yeah i just i cranked out all sorts of stuff because just to get where i needed to get paid right Someone asked Ron Perlman, the actor, one time, why he does so many B movies or movies that aren't big blocks, blockbuster successes. And do you know what he said? My wife likes shoes. <laughs> he said, uh, acting's a job. It pays the bills, man. What do you want me to do? Harrison Ford, same thing. Did you feel any nostalgia when you put on the Han Solo vest? No, no, no. no. I felt I would get paid. Because <laughs> that's just how he. I mean, it. And the, the other thing that's interesting, again, in a hobby, hobbies, we have a ton of passion for. And then a passion is great and so on. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I do not know.
0: Matt has, I mean, I'm at 33, I'm at like thirty five, thirty five 35 books, you know.
1: And that's not even his old stuff for like Iron Crown. I mean,
0: that's on those. Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, he's, he's done a lot of shit. So, <clears throat> anyways. Um. All right, man. You're and way the hell long. I love it, love it. All right, let's
0: get in die roll. Did you guys let's remember we still had die roll?
1: Fuck, we do. I thought we can that just for this topic.
0: <laughs> Two to four miss points a game and a you Want to bring to you got a few this week. I put uh, in the
1: first one from Gojo. Yeah, he's trying to spread the word about a Midwestern friends about Yukon. It's a small gaming convention in Ypsilanti, Michigan, November 19th through 21st. Old school presence and decent number of DCC, some other fun games. So check it out, www.ucon-gaming.org. We got a link in the show notes, of course. But Kojo's a good guy, as you all know. Um, so, yeah, if he's if he's supporting it, I think it's a good idea.
0: Uh, second one is thanks to Beer Leaguer. There's a bundle of holding for Dungeon World that happened to like, really, really kick off a lot of buzz on G+. Back in the day. And so they are re-releasing this bundle. So if if you remember it and didn't get in on it, well, now's your opportunity. So, um, it's not dungeon world specific. It has some derivatives of dungeon world. So check it out. If you like dungeon world, uh, the third one, European folklore, bestiary Kickstarter has 19 days to go. It is a uh, supplement for chivalry and sorcery. Check that out. If you like chivalry and sorcery, chances are you probably are aware of this. Otherwise,
1: check out chivalry and sorcery as well. Thanks, Gabe, for throwing that one at us too, man. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Gabe. Next one, Forbidden Lands, Book of Beasts, and... Blood March Kickstarter. That's right, folks. Doubleheader coming from Free League. Yeah, Sean will be getting in on those because, you know, he, can't, he, can't,
1: he can't control himself. <laughs> so there.
0: And then uh, lastly, but not leastly, Complete Earth Dawn 4th edition RPG comes to Foundry. Very nice. Yeah, so Foundry getting more love with some official RPG content from, if you're an earth Dawn fan and you're like, ah, I was wondering if there's a VTT that supports this or I love foundry and I love earth Dawn. Hey,
1: we could get these things together.
0: Yeah. Chocolate and peanut butter. It's crazy. Uh, otherwise I think that is it for this show. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett, what are we talking about next week? Do we have any idea yet?
1: you exhausted me i got nothing not, i don't i do i do not know quite yet honestly i got a couple ideas sean some of the stuff you and i've thrown around before so i'll hit you outside of here but we'll get something sorted out fair
0: enough so tbd everybody Um want to thank everybody for showing up for the live show we record this on uh, gaming forward slash twitch every monday nights at 8 p.m central time tune in if you can Sometimes we edit it uh, for the audio show. So this is the unfiltered live version. Otherwise, if you see this on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. That would be greatly appreciated. Otherwise, you can find us at your favorite podcatcher of choice, where our flagship podcast audio show is. Make sure you subscribe there as well. Otherwise, I am Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good game at all. This episode of Gaming and B.S. Is produced with help from the following B.Sers: Joe Swick, Old School DM, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Eric Jeppesen, Andy Hall, Chris Steele, Jason Hobbs, Mark Tasaka, Merkel Froelich, Pure mongrel Brett Pazinski, Brandon Barnes, Eileen Barnes, Dan Lavalley, Craig Huber, Roger Brasslet, Stephen Dragonspawn, Jared Rasher, Ray Otis, Jim Fitzpatrick, Old Scouser Role Playing. Christopher Lang, Curtis Takahashi, Larry Hout, Ron Bishop, Mark Richman, Chad Gleman, Skye, Craig, Howard Bishop, Josh Wallace, Corey Welch, Angus, Eric Salzweedle, George Sedgwick, Robert Nemeth, Brian Kurtz, Laramie Wall, Perry Besore, Eric Avia, Andy Olson, Jeff Seifert, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Maurice, Niall Diamond, Aaron Relia, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Brian Rumble, Rich Wishon, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Henry Newcomb, Cal Kago, Eric Tavola, Who's Carl, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Rory Weston, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, Eric Frankhouse Presents, Phil McClory, Adam Grojohn, Jay Plata, Ed Nice, The Duke in Purple, Isaiah Aries Christian, Larry Hollis, Quigley Malcolm, AWOL Trooper, Craig Shipman, Todd Sharp, Orcus Dorcas, Chris Shore, Michael O'Holland, Wayne Peacock, Mike Coleman, Miniature Master, Kevin Keneally, Zagrave, Bob Fletcher, Vornak, Farty McButterpants, Andrew Lear, Craig Chunglo! And Eric Lunsford. Hey, if you're interested in getting some Gaming and BS t-shirts or a cool hat, head over to gamingnbscom forward slash merch. Check out our online store. Thanks, BSers. This, this has been a Litterbox Box Studio production. production. And remember...
1: Be a positive force in the tabletop RPG hobby.